Hello and welcome to the Pod Academy. Most adults and children in the UK are eating too much sugar. The average British person consumes 15 teaspoons of sugar each day, and often without realising it. The World Health Organisation recommends no more than six teaspoons of sugar per person per day. Read any food packaging and you will see that sugar can be found in almost all products, ranging from soups to cereals to fish cakes. Sugar occurs naturally in foods such as fruit and milk, and we don't need to cut down on these types of sugars. But we do need to look at the amount of pure sugar within our diet, the amount of sugar we are consuming by eating manufactured foods. For some, cutting down their sugar intake is not easy. I think in my life there is an addictive uh, nature towards my sugar consumption because I can't control when I buy it, when I stash it, when I eat it. It just happens that those cycles happen to me. Um, So it's either something my body needs or it's an addictive tendency to have to do those things at those times. There's There's a definite high... When I eat chocolate, there's a comforting nature, there's a feeling of being comforted, almost like a chocolate hug of knowing things are okay. And even if the rest of the world is falling apart, I'm eating chocolate and it's all right. No, I don't think it's addictive. It's a bit what I it's slightly subtle distinction, habituative, I'd say, that you get used to a lot of sugar in things, your sugar taste receptors get suppressed, you then prefer things with more sugar. I'm uh, Graham McGregor, I'm Professor of Cardiovascular Medicine at the Wolfson Institute at Barton London Hospital. Some people claim it's addictive, gives you a, a sort of turn on the brain and, and so on. And that, that the evidence, that's not good, but it, it's certainly accumulating, so I'm not ruling it out. But, you know, it, it's between the two, really, I would say. I want you, I need you, got to have you, yeah. I need you, got to have you, I want you. There's no physiological need to eat sugar at all. And we didn't eat it till uh, a few hundred years ago when cane sugar produced by slaves in the Caribbean came in. We, people didn't have access to sugar. Only Queen Elizabeth the first had sugar because it was incredibly expensive. She had black teeth because of the result. There's no good to sugar. <laughs> Nothing. It's all bad. Firstly, it causes caries, dental decay. Without sugar, we wouldn't have it. That's the major cause of admission to hospital for children, major cause of other problems, dental problems in children. And we all get caries, and it's a bloody nuisance, if not a severe disease in many people. Of course, the real problem, however, well, that is a major problem, but the other problem is the fact that it's a hidden source of calories and it's playing a major role in making people obese and causing them, when they get abdominal obesity, metabolic syndrome to get type 2 diabetes granola cereal oat flakes sugar raisins coconut palm oil honey almonds sunflower seeds hazelnuts sugar syrup powder well there's a huge amount of research showing you know that we're, we're eating very large amounts of sugar it's an underestimate because when you ask people how much they eat when they know it's bad for them they, they tell you much less just like with alcohol so the actual estimates of sugar are, are, are much 
lower than they should be but we're all eating far too much sugar we don't need sugar it's stuffed into products like sweet and soft drinks you know one bottle of coca-cola has got 10 teaspoons of sugar in and then biscuits and all the confectionery cakes and everywhere you move the sugar and it's incredibly cheap for the industry to put in it's one of the cheapest ingredients you can put into food And, of course, uh, people, we have a natural innate desire for sugar, as getting back to your first question, and people like it. And you take a rubbishy food, you know, it has no taste or flavour whatsoever, you stuff it with salt, you stuff it with palm oil to give it a nice mouthfeel, you stuff it with sugar, and that's what the food industry is feeding us, and it's killing us. It's a good bulking agent, very cheap. It also makes these tasteless foods more attractive. People get, as you said, habituated to sugar. They get used to having large amounts of sugar in things. And, 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 and they, they, they get hooked onto these awful fast foods that are full of salt, fat and sugar. not just sugar that's what I'd say there's a lot of other things we need to do and it's salt fat and sugar all three now we know about these things they're often publicized so why don't we do something about it well because the food industry is brilliant at marketing these very cheap products to us and particularly to socially deprived I mean when you go to more socially deprived areas they have higher blood pressure they smoke more they're more obese they have more type 2 diabetes they have higher cholesterols and that's entirely due to their lifestyle and they buy these very cheap products and the marketing is directed at them and their children by the food industry. I mean, it's grossly immoral, in my view, to advertise products that are going to kill you. Food is the biggest cause of death in the UK through strokes, heart attacks, heart failure and cancer, all of which have direct links to our diet. Obviously, in all the developed countries, the food industry is dominating us and is being allowed more or less to do what it wants. Uh, and clearly, their great plan, and of course, they will get regulated in developed countries like tobacco, but what they're planning is now to move into India, China, Vietnam, you know, you name it. They're there, going to sell all this rubbish food. If we had a better a better industry that produced healthy food, which they easily could, then we wouldn't be so critical. We're not trying to get rid of the food industry. We want to work with them to make the food much more healthy so they stop killing us. But are the food industry just producing what we want as consumers? No, they're foisting this down you because the attraction of these foods to the food industry is they're so incredibly cheap to produce and they can market it to children as, you know, with dinosaurs and all this rubbish. It's incredibly unhealthy and that's the problem. The food industry have got to get off these products and, and make them more healthy. And they can do that. They have reduced salt in a lot of products. They need to do a lot more on that. They need to reduce the amount of sugar. They need to reduce the amount of fat in these products. 
and we need to get rid of sweet and soft drinks, period. I mean, they're a bit like tobacco. They're poisoning our children, making them obese, causing type 2 diabetes in the long term. And we need to ban them, I think. I mean, we need to get much more radical to get the food industry to take action. You see, if you want to do something, you've got to say to the food industry, look, we're going to ban soft drinks. Then immediately go, oh, well, no, we'll, we'll, you know, come on, we'll do this, we'll do that, you know. And that's what we're aiming. We're not being serious to say ban sweet and soft drinks, but we are, actually. Chutney, apples, sugar, water, vinegar, raisins, date paste, salt, dried onions, modified corn flour, spices and spice extract, dried apricots, yellow mustard seeds, concentrated orange juice. It's the same orange amount of sugar in, in orange juice as Coca-Cola. So, I mean, it's not a good idea to drink a lot of, of, of juices. Now, obviously, orange juice, if it's natural orange juice you've made, has potassium in, it has some fibre and bits in, so it is more healthy than Coca-Cola. But we would certainly discourage large amounts of intake of fruit juices. That is a mistake, because it's got a lot of sugar in hidden sugar. Do we need to educate people about the benefits of eating a healthier diet, perhaps? No, I don't think so. I mean, that we've tried for the last 50 years. It hasn't worked. You're up against a powerful industry. It's like telling people not to smoke. You know, it doesn't work. You've got, you've got to tax it. You've got to make it difficult to smoke. You've got to make it socially wrong to smoke in the terms that, you know, you're not attractive. You smell awful if you smoke. You're not sexually attractive. You're going to be rejected by, you know, it's bringing up the whole thing. But just telling people not to smoke it may work with people like you and me you know and and if you say look you know don't eat these foods and you can see that you go to well-educated people far fewer of them are obese uh, but they don't know about the salt in all these foods and, and, and you know they're all getting high blood pressure many of these people although high blood pressure is more common in socially deprived because even they eat more salt than we do I always, when I shop, I always look at um, the ingredients. I want to know what I'm eating because I think there's no point eating something which is just sugar. If you have sufficient knowledge about buying, uh, you know, beans, pulses and things like that and you cook them yourself without all the sugar and salt put in to the products, then they're fine, you know, and, and they're equivalent to fruit and vegetables. But I agree with you, there is a price problem. You can buy a hamburger and chips for, well, I don't know, what, one pound? Fifty, you know, so you give that to your children. And if you try and cook a meal for one pound fifty a head, it's quite difficult unless you have a lot of knowledge. I'm often surprised when I read labels what sugar's in, and I'll find it's quite high up the ingredients, and that also there's some other form of sugar also in the ingredients like glucose also it seems to be sometimes balanced with um, vinegar so you can't actually tell that it's in there so much um, so for example you might have um, you know sort of paste to flavor things curry paste uh, pesto fish cakes it seems crazy to me that um, that you find you seem to find sugar in all these um, foodstuffs where you if you're preparing the food, you wouldn't actually include any sugar yourself.
So in Korma curry paste, I find there's water, sugar, rapeseed oil, desiccated coconut, tomato puree, creamed coconut. Soup, carrot and coriander. Water, carrot, onion, double cream, maize starch, butter, sea salt, coriander, sugar, ground coriander, white pepper. At certain times of the month, I find that I become obsessed with buying chocolate and I have to buy various different bars and types of chocolate. I take them home, I put them in a special basket, in a special cupboard, and stash them out of the way. They tend to stay there for two weeks. Two weeks later, I've noticed I all of a sudden have to go into the basket and eat them all in one go. And then I leave it for about a week, and then it starts again, and I buy the chocolate, stash them, wait for it, eat it, wait for it, buy them, and the cycle goes on. I don't, I have no idea why I have to buy chocolate, but at certain times I feel almost like I'm lacking in something, and so the buying goes on, even though I don't eat it when I get home. But then there's a ritual of stashing it, and then waiting until I know that I have to eat it, and I know it's there, so I can then go ahead and, and gorge and binge on it. Um, so at various times these processes become important. What can we do as consumers to reduce our intake of sugar overall? Well, obviously, you can look at the labels and, I mean, A, you can stop drinking sweet and soft drinks and artificially sweetened ones. There's absolutely no need for them. Cut back on your fruit juice, that type of thing. And you can avoid biscuits, sweets, confectionery, and all that. But you need to think about the salt and fat as well. I mean, that's what I'm stressing gingerbread men, wheat flour, sugar, palm oil, partially inverted refiner's syrup, ginger, spice, raising agent, sodium bicarbonate. Sugar's not the cause of everything. It's a major cause of caries, major cause of contributory cause to obesity, type 2 diabetes. But we've got to think about saturated fat and fat total intake and salt as well. They're all equally important. And as you mentioned, fruit and vegetables, the other way, eating more fruit and vegetables is very beneficial.